Yo, juicy, I'm in a back like Vidic. Yeah, man, I got 90 minutes. I got my eye on the ball, but I see red on my right, no Kimmich. But if you reach his pocket, I'm gonna see cards from Dean. That's a one match ban from leagues, so I can't ride out for the team. So I can't ride out for the if they ask me who the goal is, I gotta say Nicholas Bentner. I know I'm just joking, everyone knows that Messi is better. I'm trying to get my sterling up in this city, so see if we play. As soon as my child can walk, it's straight project Mbappé. But no the verbal, as soon as I hear that whistle, we get straight to the action. Come on, lads, where's the passion? Do like Alamatsi, we wear headbands for the fashion. If the defenders drop back, we counter and then attack them. I got my eye on the ball, I got my eye on the ball, yeah. Uh, I got my eye on the boat. Uh, I got my eye on the boat. Yeah, I got my eye on the boat. Ooh, I got my eye on the boat. Yes, 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 yes. People, we're back. Eyes on the ball, but of course, eyes on the court, baby. You know what I'm saying? You know what it is today. It's eyes on the court, of course. So that means we're here to talk a bit of NBA, talk a bit of basketball. We promised you that we're going to be bringing back our regular NBA episodes. We see another one coming out, um, hopefully on Sunday as well. So just look out for all the content that we're bringing you, man. We're just trying to be the home of all UK NBA content, hopefully. And yeah, man, we've got a lot to show you, a lot to dive into and a lot of topics that are really going to be interesting to discuss. But obviously, before we get into all of that, I hope my people are doing good. Hope you men are well. Blessed, 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 yeah, blessed, blessed for sure, man. It was, it was a wild night of NBA basketball, still. So you gotta get stuck yeah. in, still. For sure, man. For sure. I think. I mean, the main main topic of conversation is the trade deadline. Um, that's around March the twenty fifth, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and teams are obviously going to be trying their best to get the best roster possible to ensure that they're competing. And I think what makes this trade deadline more interesting than any other is the fact that, that the playing, like the playing um, for most teams, means that a lot of teams are going to be thinking, "Look, why are we tanking? Like we can make the playoffs." Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like all we need to do is beat a team that's above us twice. And look, a lot of teams have confidence that they can do that, innit? Yeah. And that's that's why I like the playing, man. Like, no team now feels like they're completely out of it, that they're going to be tanking games. Do you know what I mean? So, even the teams that obviously had poor starts to the season, team like the Pelicans, who have been poor, but, you know, they've still got hope to cling on to, to the fact that they can make the playing and uh, make some noise in the playoffs from there, man. But, um, yeah, as you said, trade deadline, uh, a lot of teams and players that we got to dive into but um, what do you man what do you what do you man think about like the 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 playing and why do you, don't you think or do you think it's something that should be used every season now i'm not i understand it for this season because it's shortened but i'm not a fan of it going forward because i feel like 1 to 8 makes if you you've given you a long period of time to make the playoffs and maybe the match up for 8 to 9 you know like you know, maybe like last season, the, the Memphis, the Grizzlies made it, but they beat the Blazers. But the Blazers beat them because the Blazers were obviously a better matchup. But the, over the season, Memphis were the better team. Obviously, injuries played a part, but Memphis shouldn't have to lose their spot, you know, for some other reason. So I'm not a fan of it from that perspective, but I get it because this season is shorter. It doesn't give more teams. Doesn't give the doesn't give the teams more opportunity. Less of, I, can't what I'm saying. I like yeah. it. Isn't it. I like it because um, 
it, this, the same point you were making, Nadim, but the Blazers, they had injuries during the season. Do you yeah. know I mean? We know that a team like the Blazers is good enough to make the playoffs. So the playing actually gives them a chance to stay in the mix. And then if you get guys back healthy or if you pick up, um, you know, some rhythm in the second half of the season, you know, you can get guys back healthy or just um, make up, make the playoffs still through the playing. Do you know what I mean? But, and yeah. it avoids tanking as well, man. Too many teams give up um, on their season early and then it's like some records can be deceptive. Do you know what I mean? Because too many, a lot of teams are trying to lose. Do you know what I mean? With the playing, less teams are accepting defeat. Everyone's trying to compete. No, I hear that. It's just for me, the Grizzlies shouldn't have to suffer because they've been the better side. They should have to suffer because the Blazers had injuries. They were the better team for that long period. I understand the fact that they had to shorten last season, but this year everybody's given the same amount of time. So why should the team that is eighth have to suffer because of... I wouldn't... I wouldn't to that point, though, quickly, I think... You lot are, I think, oh no, Nadim, I think you're forgetting though that the playing only comes into effect. I don't know about this season though, so you may correct me if I'm wrong, but it comes into effect if you're two games behind the eighth seed, mm. if that makes sense. So if you're like four games, five games behind the eighth seed, you don't have a playing game. I get, and I understand that, that, was, that, was, that, was, yeah. that was the rule for last year. Like you had to, yeah. be two, I know, not even two games, one and a half games behind. The team in eighth, and then you got yeah. you got to do the play, and then it and so I'm very another um, thing, another yeah, thing as well. It. Remember the team that is outside of the actual spot so twice. Exactly, you have to win twice. So the team that's either the seventh or eighth seed, if you win either game, then you're in. Do you know what I mean? So mm. there's still you still do get some advantage because you got your seventh or eighth seed. No, I, I get that. I think also the positive is that every game in the NBA seems to be meaningful now. You know, like, you know, when 12 yeah. and 13 play each other, they still might have a chance. But I think also, I just feel like there's 72 games in the season. I've given you 72 op- opportunities to make the playoffs, essentially. We all have yeah. the same time. So why should that team suffer? I get the, maybe the matchup, the matchup aspect to me is like, maybe nine always beats eight, but eight has been the better team all season. I That's the issue. That's the issue I have, but I, I I see the I see the reason behind it. Imagine yeah, that was yeah. at the end of the day, eight got earned their way in, man. Eight got earned their way but in. Eight will say we did. Eight will say we earned our way yeah. in. Yeah, but no, I don't 100%. mean you go, you avoid the playing. If you want to earn your way in, make the six seed then. <laughs> imagine though. Imagine there was obviously this is a bit of a sidetrack though, but I thought it was an interesting thing to discuss anyway. Imagine there was a playing for football, Champions League spot fifth. Maybe you're you're if you're if you're within a game, so three points behind fourth place, you get to play in a two-legged tie. But the team that's obviously um fourth um maybe gets an advantage where they only need to win once. I don't know, I don't know. Like, do you know what I'm saying? But obviously that would be a lot of games in it to add on mm. to the to the season. But I yeah, think it, yeah. it, it it could work. I think it could work. It's no like, drama, it, man. It, it, no yeah, drama. drama, yeah. Drama sells. Like, NBA is trying to make money, especially with all the, the lack of fans. And I think the sports in- industry in itself has lost billions in this yeah. last year and a half. So they're trying to do everything to add drama. So I understand what the NBA is trying to do. I just felt bad. I was, I've just felt bad for Memphis last year, who, who the whole season, everyone had written them off. And they came and they performed each and every game. They didn't win. All the games, but they performed, and then they get knocked out by a team that 
okay, they were decimated by injuries for most of the season, but that's not Memphis's fault. That's the issue. Mm. No, I hear you. No, I fully hear wow. you, man. Miami is finalizing the trade to send Myers Leonard to <laughs> the nice watch. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> but hey, that guy deserves to be banished, bruv. Honestly. Yeah, no, hey, right, bro, he's gone to the Night's Watch. He's gone to, to OKC. You know that is the Night's Watch, bro. Hey, yeah. He's getting dealt. He might not even play a game for them, if we're being honest. Genuinely. He might not. Pirelli doesn't play. Pirelli doesn't play. Uh, what did they get? What did they get? Like picks? Second round. Um, they gave up, yeah, Myers Lennon in a second round pick for Ariza. Oh, for oh, Ariza. Oh. Ariza yeah. to the Heat is not a bad deal, though. That's a good one. At, 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 that's a good pickup. But let's get stuck yeah. into the topic, innit? Um, start with you, Nadim. Who are you looking at to be a major piece to impact um, a team in terms of um, look, um, as we approach the trade deadline? Like, Who do you think that can be moved can actually have a huge impact on the playoffs and uh, the championship picture? For me, it's uh, Kyle Lowry. I don't know if he'll get traded, but I keep hearing his name in trade rumors. I saw the other day that the Heat were interested in him, but I look at him as Kyle Lowry is a leader. He's a bulldog. You know, every single time he steps on the court, he's going to give you everything he has on defense. He's always stepping in front of bigger people than him. He can lead an offense. He can shoot threes. He can take people off the dribble. He has so much to his game as well. And I look at a team like the Clippers. And the Clippers, we know, they've lacked a point guard for the last two years. And they need the Clippers, they're the most inconsistent team. They'll blow out the Warriors and then they'll blow out and then they get blown out by the Pelicans the next night. With Kyle Lowry, I don't think that happens. I think he provides some stability to that organization, especially to that offense. So Kyle Lowry, for me, is, he's a free agent this year. The Raptors might look to get some pieces back to build for the future. They might look to, to build around Siakam and, and Van Vliet. I think he's got one more year, though. I think he's got one more year. Is it, I thought it's okay. But yeah, you know, they might look to trade him at some point. As va- His value is high right now. He's having a great no, no, season. No, no, no. He's, he's a free agent at the end of this season. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Under, he's under, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a free agent. Yeah, for sure. Because that's why... If Lowry was to say, I'm, I don't plan on signing a, an extension, the, the Raptors would be moving heaven and earth right now to trade him. So I think they're a bit quietly confident that he's going to sign an extension. And in my opinion, I think you tear it all down. Um, I think you start again, like you've won your championship now. So try and rebuild for the future, get some assets in. And I'd try and trade for Lowry because you could. there's obviously value for him in the market and just see what the best deal is. He's, um, he's having, yeah, no, I'm saying he's having a great season that people aren't talking yeah, about. Exactly. Like 18 points per game, oh, seven assists. Like people were quick to talk on the Raptors and how bad they started the season, but they've, they've turned it around. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, they turned it around. Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, looking, yeah, I mean, making the playoffs is, is their priority. Yeah. I think they'll make, I think they'll make the playing game. Like, I think they'll be one of the teams in the mix between seven, six, seven, eight. I think that's what they're, they're, they're looking at. More because you mentioned the Clippers, Nadim, and I don't see them because they don't have the assets in it. From what I see, they haven't got. Um, yeah. They paid. They paid Luke Kennard, who hasn't shown up. They paid. They paid Luke Kennard four for sixty four, which is a lot. That's a wild deal. And you pay Marcus Morris four for sixty four. 
Do you know what yeah. I mean? So unless that maybe they sense. give up like a Beverly and maybe Marcus Morris or something. There's nothing. There's nothing Beverly brings that Kalari won't bring. I'm sorry. I think no, but you need more money in it. You need more cap, more money yeah, to. But they have, they, have, they have the richest owner in the, in the NBA. They can. I'm sure they can go over luxury tax if they if, want. If I if I threw <laughs> to make the trade, though, I'm talking about to make the trade. You need yeah, yeah, Kalari makes thirty a year. Yeah, I think what you if I propose this to you, I, I don't know the if the money matches up in it because obviously you have to maybe match it out. But if you maybe put in um Lemon Pepper Lou and Patrick Beverly, you can probably trade Luke Canard, you can probably add a third team as well to get something. I'm sure the Raptors, yeah, you'll need a third team, well. yeah, yeah, you'll need a the third other team. thing as well. The other thing as well, I, th- I don't know if I dreamt this, but it, like, tell me if I'm lying or not. I think Lou Williams said that if he gets traded, he's retiring. Oh, is it? I didn't even I, see that. I remember seeing that somewhere, or maybe I dreamt that. He, I don't know why I would dream that Lou Williams who said that. So I, I assume he said it. He was probably but, making anyway, man. Lou will get shipped all over the place, man. But no, but <laughs> no, but if you can include Luke Kennard, I'm sure if Luke Kennard goes to the Raptors, the Raptors have shown an ability to develop guys less talented than Luke Kennard. So I'm sure they may be able to work some magic with him. But I, I, I look at the Clippers, man. I do everything you can to get a point guard. I saw Russell, uh, Westbrook was linked to them the other day. If you can get Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry for me is the one that I think they could use. I think yeah. I mean, what you have to remember as well is that the clip with the Clippers, like, um, they've they've been like been out of shape a bit. Like, obviously, there's been a lot of calls for Kawhi to step up and all of that kind of stuff. I think obviously people are sounding off a bit too wildly just it, i mean it is the regular season um they they they're comfortably making the playoffs three games i think ahead of the fifth seed mm-hmm. so they they'll be fine in it no, i think man, people said the same thing last year and look what happened in the playoffs i think I mean, this year this year last, a lot more stable. Year, they, they were the they were the two seed didn't it like yeah no but they still had moments where they were doing nonsense in the regular season yeah that's why i think kalari yeah. kalari if I if Kyle Lowry is on that team, I don't think that happens. The, those those blowout lost to the Mavericks at the start of the season. The the loss the other day to the Pelicans. I'm not saying they don't lose. I'm just saying those type of losses where they don't even look like they're playing. I don't think they happen. I I agree that if you do get a Kyle Lowry, a lot changes for that team. I just just from what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing, like uh, from like the the cap guys and you know the guy the insiders it just doesn't seem that because you know they got they gave up all their picks to get Paul George yeah. do you know what I mean and why would the Raptors want Luke Kennard on 16 a year do you know what I mean especially if you're giving up a guy like Kyle Lowry you don't want one that in return but I'm looking at a team like Philly if Philly can get their hands on Kyle Lowry then I think n- now we're talking about uh, some serious um, firepower because Philly are the number one team in the East right now. Um, yeah. They've basically playing Ben at the three four. Like he's obviously still got the ball in his hands, but they've got two guards alongside him. If they can acquire a Kyle Lowry, obviously cap wise it will be tough for them as well. Mm. But if you can get a Kyle Lowry, maybe uh, bring Seth Curry off the bench, boy. That starting five, Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, Tobias, Ben, and Joel. That's a nasty lineup. And I think that makes them legit um, competitors with the Nets within the East, as in clearly um, number one, number two. I think you'd, with that deal, of course, look, that, that looks very, very promising in terms of like the aesthetics around it. I mean, Kyle Lowry is what? He's from Philly as well. So 
it yep. would make sense. And I think he even said, like, if he had a, a first pick choice or what team he would go to, it would be the 76ers. Um, I think in my mind, what you would lose, though, is, it, of course, that starting five would be elite. But going back to the problems that they had for the like the past two years, the depth, the lack of depth, they'd have to lose Thibault in that deal, for sure. They'd have yeah, to lose probably... probably uh, him or Tyrese Maxey. I think they'd have to lose both, yeah. in my opinion. Like you, if 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 you're the Raptors, are you taking only Thibault and, and a couple picks of for Lowry? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. No, Especially it would be like, it would be like Thibault, Danny Green, and then a couple picks. Are you gonna take? Are you gonna take a thirty another thirty five year old for a thirty five year old who's obviously you you, you, you do like, it to get the picks and Thibault, isn't it? If, if that was me, I have to take both Thibault and I have to take both your young talents because you're taking Lowry to complete your team. I need to take both your young talents to to develop them. Like, I'm, I'm uh, what? Because you, you're a Sixer fan, isn't it? Do you do that trade? As a six, as a Sixer fan, it depends. It depends. Before I give my opinion on what I would do, I think for the for the GM, it depends on what they're thinking to do, what their plan is, what the time frame is. If you're trying to win now, yeah, of course, it's a no brainer. You have to do it because really and truly. You, it's all hanging in the balance. Like the, Ben Simmons is getting on, Embiid's getting on. Of course, they're still young, but their their window in terms of how successful they can possibly be, you just can yeah. never predict it. Do you know what I'm saying? The Raptors saw their window, got Kawhi, got their ring, and it, it's it's set in stone in history. Do you know what I'm saying? And what I've always said, and and what I always stand by when it comes to the NBA is that you you you. You make the best of the opportunity that is given to you and you take it. Because if you don't take it, that's not going to be in history. What's going to be in history is when you've taken it and, we're, and the, 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 the cards are on your table, like the chips are there because you've taken that risk. And that's what the Raptors will always be remembered for, for taking that risk. And although Kawhi didn't stay, bro, they've got what they invested in. They got their return on it. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think you have to do it so that they can get their return on, on the same thing. But in, in terms of me personally, I think you keep building this this team. I think there's better windows, better opportunities. I don't think Lowry is the be all and end all. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I think with the way they're playing as well, look at Embiid playing at MVP level, just showing you his capabilities. If he's fit, he's able. I think there's going to be a better window, especially with the with the free agents that are going to be available at the end at the end of this season. You don't know who you could get. Do you know what I'm saying? Even if it is for one year, there are guys on the market available that could potentially be the key to the 76ers. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think you don't throw in all your chips for this deal. That's I think if you're the 76ers, there's a couple of guys I would look at. Someone like Austin Rivers, PJ Tucker, guys like that. Who, there's one more name I had in my head, George Hill. You know, someone, guys can come off the bench and make an impact for you. So I don't know how, obviously, the money aspect, I don't know how they get Kyle Lowry. They'd have to give up a lot. But you don't have to give up much to get George Hill or PJ, maybe PJ Tucker. You don't have. I don't think you have to give up much to get Austin Rivers. And those guys come in and they contribute straight away. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm on that. that. Yeah, you got a guy like George Hill, another ball handler, mm. like easy provides depth and um, a depth three point shooter as well. So yeah, man, I, I, there's other deals. Just like I said, the up the window, there's better windows available. 
Yeah, we, we might as well move on then. Um, a guy that I'm looking at is uh, Victor Oladipo, man. Obviously, um, in the last year of his deal, uh, but he's looking to get a max, obviously, next year. That's the only issue. But when he's at his best, uh, special player, and um, the, the Rockets, they, they already offered him a deal. He declined it. And um, there's already uh, rumblings that he's available for trade. Um, Nadim, what? Do you think that there's anyone that should be sniffing for Victor Oladipo? There's a, f- there's a few teams. Sixers should probably look to. Just look, not kick, kick the tires, see what happens. The Hornets maybe should look to. You know, teams like the Knicks should have a look. Uh, there's a few teams. Victor Oladipo, if not for injuries, is one of the top two guys in the NBA. You know, and he's played at a, he's one of the top two guys in the NBA, not 100%. Yeah. 100%. So, you know, he's played at a good level this season as well. Obviously, Houston records, Rockets have not been very good. So, oh, we'll pay attention top to two guards. I thought you yeah. said the top two guards in the NBA. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> top yeah. shooting yeah. guards. Yeah, 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 guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. That's that, that's that basketball <laughs> vernacular. But, uh, no, I think he's one of the top shooting guards in the NBA. So, yeah, there's a few teams as well. The Bulls, maybe, you know, if you can... But that I don't know how that will work with Zach Levine, but that's a lot of scoring there, you know. But the thing with him as well, he's looking for long-term guarantees. Who's willing to Who's willing to do that? That's the issue. Bro, a team that I've got on my mind, and there's already been rumblings of them looking at him, is the Warriors. Um, obviously, it would be... my In my mind, you give up Wiggins... Um, and for me, it's an upgrade from uh, Wiggins to Oladipo. In, and you obviously give Oladipo the money that he deserves. May, hopefully, you convince him to take a little less, less than the max. But, um, yeah, because you're already paying Wiggins the max anyway. Do you know what I mean? So, you, they're on the same money. You get a better player. And that's your backcourt right there. Clay comes back and plays the um, the three. If we were going to call it three guards or the small forward. I like that free guard lineup of um, Steph, Oladipo, and Clay. Uh, the you defense, Deepo and Clay is nice, but obviously this season doesn't give you much guarantees because they're still missing Clay. But I, I like that core moving forward. The thing is for me is that I hear it like I fully hear it. However, the question that I ask myself is, of course, look, Oladipo, Clay. Curry, Draymond, and potentially Wiseman. That like that looks like a good starting That's five. Fire starting five. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I just think that I don't know if it's enough for them to 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 win it all because you have to look at it like this. That that's a win it now move because you want to maximize Steph's window and everything about the Warriors is maximizing Steph's window and showing you can win as many championships as you can while Steph Curry is still um, on the roster, in it and playing at his best. And I, I just don't know if Oladipo is that. Well, of course, Oladipo is a top, top level guy. And before his injury, he was in the form of his life. Like the improvement he made from OKC to the Pacers, I believe it was, was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I didn't even see the jump. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he no one saw the jump. No I didn't see the jump, innit? Um I just don't know if that's the deal to, to to win it all. Do you know the deal? I think and it ties in nicely, so we can go back and forth um, with 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 these two players. The deal I think wins it for them, where I'm convinced that they're a legitimate contender. <laughs> Look at Nadim. Nadim <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, Chris Stapps, 
Porzingis. Oh yeah, yeah. I think if you get Kristaps Porzingis, oh, what do you, you give up, bro? There's a, there's things that there's people there. I think you, I'd give up Basman if if they wanted him, of course, for for Kristaps with Wiggins and maybe. I don't if think the Mavs. I don't think the Mavs make that deal. It's all, it's all based on whether the Mavs will do it. But I'm just saying, if there's a way, because of course yeah. you're keeping the core of Draymond Curry, um, yeah. and Clay. Bro, you, whatever else is there, and if the Mavs said they wanted something, anything other than them three, bro, you do it. And you pair Draymond, Curry, Clay with Kristaps Porzingis, bro. Because the, 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 the thing about Kristaps Porzingis is, can he reach the level of the potential that he obviously has and the, the, the ability that I believe him to have? And a lot of guys behind the scenes have said he doesn't have that ability in him. He doesn't have the hunger, the drive. But at the end of the day, this is prob- they're saying this is one of his worst seasons and he's still averaging 20 from the field. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And and eight rebounds, I think he, he's got as well. So that's it's like poor. for me, no, it is poor. But I'm saying that if that's his poorest, imagine what Steve Kerr can get out of him. Like mm. imagine in that type of system where it's free-flowing, this ball's moving around, seven foot three, center who can power forward who can shoot the free he, he, he blocks he, he he defends in terms of being a rim protector as well as anyone in the league so for me i think rather than oladipo that if you're looking at championship teams that starting five wins over that one but again it's objective isn't it? it's if, just what if, you think. if you're the warriors and if you're most of the teams in the west you're main goal in trying when you're trading for someone is how can we beat the Lakers? How can we stop Anthony Davis? That's all you're thinking about. That's so I don't I don't think you know doing some of these trades just to get like a fifth seed is dumb because you're paying money for really when you have Steph Curry, you should be looking at championship. I don't know who like who are the guys available that take the Warriors to that level. And There's that's no the issue. There's no when one. Clay comes back, are, are they really the favorites over the Warriors over the, the Lakers? No. Are they better than the Clippers? No, you know they probably the Clippers, are volatile, but the, the Clippers are volatile. But if you, I still probably take. Obviously, they have championship experience, which is which counts yeah. for a lot. But mm. who who out there in the NBA do we look at and go? Who's available? Do we look at and go? The Warriors should do that trade with Porzingis. I think the issue. Well, look first of all, it's come back from injury. That's yeah. and knee injuries as well. So it takes a while to get back to your best. But and so just to add yeah. to what you're saying, the minute mm. you're you're gonna have Clay coming off a, a ACL injury, yeah, yeah, and then you're gonna trade for Chris Stapps, who is coming off the same injury and can barely be healthy like throughout a season. I think that that would be tough. Okay. I mean, all, all, what, what all about he's yeah. not got the greatest injury record. Yeah. Yeah. What saying. about um Vucevic from Orlando? It's it's always been mentioned, isn't it? It's just. Do you know what it is magic, about the Vucevic? Saying, no, they don't want to give him up. That's what the magic yeah. is saying. Do you know what the thing Everybody about the Vucevic that. still is? Do you know what the thing <laughs> about the Vucevic still is? He's one mm. of the guys in the league who just isn't exotic. Like, yeah. it just doesn't feel like an exotic deal. Even though, yet yeah, by far, head and shoulders, he's the best player on the Magic. And he, he's, he's a quality player. And at his best, he's an all-star. But... There's just something about Vucevic that people don't trust, and it's the—I I guess it's the—it's the, it's the defending, isn't it? Like it's his defense. Yeah. I think it must be because. Mm. Oh, he cut out. But I—I I, I think Vucevic is like. There's no reason not to trust Vucevic. Yeah, I mean, he's been a twenty and ten guy for the past three, four, five years. We're talking about um his defense. Obviously, that is a flaw. 
But when you got Draymond, do you know what I mean? Draymond can uh, play the five at times, um, guard fives. Like Draymond is a, a presence protecting the rims. Or Draymond, Draymond can be defensive player of the year, Draymond. Yeah. I think Vucevic fits well on that team, but I don't think the Warriors have enough to go get him. Well, there's another guy that's been mentioned a lot in trade talks recently, Miles Turner. Mm. In the words, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, where, where did that end? What was the last <laughs> thing you had? Vucevic, Vucevic. Yeah, I just, yeah, I was just saying basically that I just don't know why people like. I see people want Drummond more than they want Vucevic. Do you know what I'm saying? No, Maybe I, I've, I've never seen. Everyone knows you can get Drummond for chicken change, in it. Vucevic, you're gonna have to give up a lot. I've never mm. seen so many teams in one guy. That's not really an all-star in in, in Drummond. Like every team is getting linked. Everybody wants Drummond. Do you know what it is though? I think the NBA again, like we always talk. Me and Darren have spoken about it in depth. Like it's about fit, man. And when you know what you're gonna get from Drummond, exactly. you know you're gonna get rebounding. You know you're gonna get rim protection. Like once you know what you're gonna get, yeah. you're, you're an easy piece to to, to want. You fit um, bro, easy. Let's was, not forget was, the Cavs got him for two second round picks, bro. <laughs> For no Two second round picks for Andre Drummond. So was, every team, every team's gonna be looking at him. I was yeah. reading a tweet today that said the, the Pistons turned Blake Griffin, Drummond, uh Tobias Harris, I think, oh, and Reggie Jackson into I think a second rounder. They didn't get much for any of these guys. That's so wild. that's what but I, I I was posing this idea to Darren just now. What about Miles Turner to the Warriors? Because I'm seeing his name linked to trade talks. Maybe him and Sabonis isn't really working because the bonus is taking that the, pro- the problem is for me in that kind of scenario again it's just what darren brought up in it like a lot of these things are do the other team necessarily want that like in my head if you're sending miles turner you're gonna have to take wiseman but why would you take wiseman when you've got Sabonis? obviously you could play Sabonis at the four and but- the warriors would be stupid to give up wiseman for miles turner wiseman is going to be a player so and and it, it, the 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 paces are not doing Miles Turner for um, Andrew Wiggins, in, exactly. in, like so. It's just it's just going to be difficult. Uh, look, I, I think a, another guy that we can throw into the mix who doesn't become a free agent till twenty twenty two, but he's still someone who could easily be traded, whether it be now or next season, is Zach Levine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think he's really like now consistently like the pro- the problem with Zach Levine has always been can he be a consistent performer? I think he he was in. He, I would put him in a similar boat before the season to Devin Booker, as in both of them showed inconsistent displays, but also Devin Booker less so. But I'd say Jack Levine had it all for him. He could shoot, drive to the rim. He can he can play make. I think his playmaking is underrated as well. Um, playmaking improved a lot this season. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think with Zach Levine, you've got a guy here who's an all star, and he deserved that all star spot that he got this season. Um, I think in him you've got a player that a lot of teams should be looking at. Of course, it's going to be so hard to trade for him, um, but again, it could be another situation um, that could where the Bulls are going to have to take less because obviously mm. he rejected his contract and he's definitely looking to be out of there. I mean, mm. he's getting to the end of his um, like you know when the um, rookies sign on with, with their with their with their max yeah. contract so. Um, yeah, like it, it's, it's something people should look at and best fit. I don't know what you man think, but I think there's I'm a lot at, of teams that would love Zach Levine. I'm looking have, at the Nuggets, bro. The Nuggets would be would be a team for Zach Levine to go to. 
Jokic, pair Jokic with you got um because Gary Harris is inconsistent and obviously the defense would be questionable between Jamal Murray and Zach Levine, but offensively you would the be defense numb. is already questionable. I think Zach Levine. That's my whole point. You might as well. Yeah. You might as well. Um, and in terms of what they give up, maybe you have to give up like a ball ball or PJ Dozier, but Michael Porter Jr. No, I think you Michael Porter Jr. If I'm the Bulls, that's the first you know question. You know what? To be honest, the Bulls, the Bulls will not pro- will probably not trade Zach Green without giving up Michael Porter Jr. Because this is the highest value Zach Levine exactly. has ever been. Do you know what I mean? So that yeah, they'll probably will have to give up Michael Porter Jr. But if you can do it without giving up Michael Porter Jr., boom, you do it, bro. There's a couple of teams for me because I, I I'm a big Zach Levine fan. I'm a, like, I'm a big fan of anybody that can give me a basket, a bucket. That that's the type of players I like watching. So I'm a big Zach Levine fan. I, I think there's a couple of teams. I look at the Pelicans. If I said this on a, on another show, I said this on what, this show, but a few weeks ago, I said if you can get Zach Levine, uh, Brandon Ingram, and Zion as your core going forward. Oh no, it's Bradley Bill. I said sorry, yeah. Zach Levine instead of Bradley Bill as your core with Zion and Brandon Ingram going forward, especially because they're looking like they want to trade Lonzo. Alonzo right now is playing well. His value might not be high. Higher as it is right now, they can't so trade Lonzo. They can't trade Lonzo. Maybe not right now. Yeah, but another another team that I think no, but think, think about it. Mm. I mean, sorry, Nadim, but Lonzo yeah. to the Bulls makes sense. You go there, you become like you can be the 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 main man per se. Lonzo and Marco as well. Lonzo and Marco. Kobe White, isn't it? They still got Kobe White. Lonzo is not. He can play off ball basically. He doesn't have to be on the ball. Another no. guy, another team as well. I, I would like to. I don't know how this one goes down, but Miami, Miami mm-hmm. with Zach Levine, Jimmy Butler, and yeah. Bam Adebayo. They have to give up Robinson and Hero, innit? I don't think they mind right now. <laughs> Zach Levine is a proven guy in this. I league. think what it is as well. I think that he are probably regretting not letting go of Duncan and Hero for the Harden for the Harden trade. Sure. I think they were... look at that and not regret that, bro. Like, yeah, in Harden, when a guy's like that is available, you get him, bro. You give whatever think... you need. Yeah, but I think a lot of teams just... are waiting for Bradley Bill to be available. That's you know what it is. Most yeah, facts. One with are. that. Just park that to the side. I think what it is is that the 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 NBA Finals really skewed a lot of things for the Heat because maybe you put a lot more value on guys that might not have necessarily. Um, warranted that i think you have to they did they and look i don't blame them for it but you fail to factor in the fact that it's a finals a lot of men are trying to elevate their games you know what i'm saying like we saw um kcp caruso um i'm not saying these guys are dead or anything but i'm just saying these guys what they showed in the finals especially wasn't necessarily what we saw from them in the regular season, the way they were able to elevate their games. That's why they've got the contracts that they do, and rightly so, they deserve those contracts. So for me, the Heat really like missed the trick in not cashing in on the guys that they had. Of course, I know they see them as good guys, da 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 but fam, with the way the NBA works, these kind of shooters come back around. Do you know? That's a big-time point, bro, because the value of Hero after the playoffs was ridiculous. Like, everyone ridiculous. was talking about Hero as if he up there with Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker. <laughs> and yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, because bro, I saw people saying is, is is here a top twenty five player in the NBA or something like that. Bro, people are saying all sorts about Tyler Hero. Like it's so true that his value was at a point where I, he could have been the main piece in a trade for us, an all star caliber player. Yep. And I agree that they definitely missed the boat by not uh, acquiring one. Tyler Hero, I think I still think he'll be a very good player in the NBA. Right, just right. when you think when you think about what they could that. When you think the fact that they could have had James Harden, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo for this what? season and next season, it, that is it doesn't make Yeah, I, I think most people would have done that one. So that one was odd. Maybe he said, maybe James Harden said no to that trade. Maybe he did. But for for Miami, I think obviously they won, I think they won 11 games out of 12 now. Yep. They need to find a way. They need to find someone that elevates them to that next level because I still think. They're not in that Philly Nets level. What do you think they need then? They need another like, go-to scorer. That's kind of the issue with Jimmy Butler. That everyone knows what Jimmy Butler can do, but at times when, especially in that finals, when I watch them and I go, Jimmy, take more shots. Like, be more selfish. You're the main guy. If he does want to be that guy, maybe you get someone else who wants to be that selfish player. You don't. You don't think Dragic is a good enough like alternative scoring option? Oh, and Hero. Look, there's the Dragic is a nice player, but if you can get someone that like, obviously we don't know if he's on the move anyway, but someone like a Bradley Bill is a huge upgrade on, on Dragic. Oh, yeah. Not to be disrespectful. If you can get an all-star, that first of all, what that does instantaneously is add credibility to your team. That's yeah. the main thing it does from the beginning. And then you figure out the rest later. Every single time people try to think about fits or what does this fit like? And fit is a is a is a big component, but sometimes just get the best players in your team. Best players, the, the best players win championships. I think that, that would have been a trade for the off-season, though, because right now, like, you're not going to get a Bradley Bill or maybe you can get Zach Levine for Hero Robinson and then some cash on top. But it's going to be tough, man, for them. Because they eat, like, I don't see how they upgrade. Do you know what I mean? Especially, you can upgrade on the margins, but in terms of getting another all-star caliber player, like, I don't know a lot of teams that would take Hero as the main piece I have a quick question for you guys actually because I saw this trade the other day about Jeremy Grant to the, to the Celtics I thought the Celtics oh. would be yeah it was apparently the Celtics want Jeremy Grant I was I saw the Celtics as being one of the top teams in the East this season obviously it's been a bit sketchy what can the Celtics do to get to that level do they have to trade Kemba like what do they need to add a piece like I don't, think, I don't think that they can do anything this season, bro. Like, yeah. I think yeah. they're literally just they're stuck, fam. Like they, the mistakes that they made in the past are are too like nuts. Well, for well, them. Have, bro, and fam, let me even go into that. I mean, we 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 spoke about it on the last um episode that we did or two episodes ago with Adam, where we were just basically talking about the Celtics. And bro, one thing one or one of their biggest problems is that three of their um draft picks aren't great like they're just role pieces they're just guys do you know what i'm saying then their numbers you know when they say their bodies you know the guys that when someone sits down on the bench they have to sit on the floor if there's no space <laughs> like, them kind of guys i'm being serious like romeo langford um pritchard and um who's the last guy Smith. yeah Smith. Like... the only one that's actually been no, playing well that's look pritchard's one. playing well in it but let's be real is pritchard really no 
No, he was never going to be like... No. Yeah, exactly. I don't even want to be disrespectful. And he was just never yeah. going to be whatever you think in your head. Yeah. It? And then, you know, I look on the court. You look at Kemba, who is turning out to be a big mistake. You look at Gord, allowing Gordon Hayward to walk um, because they didn't want to give him the money that he wanted. Letting Terry Rosier go. Look, Terry Rosier's having a career year. And he's, he's been... And Kemba was his replacement. And yeah. the biggest problem for Kemba has been... Especially, aside from, like, now his re inconsistent regular season performances, Kemba's been, like, the biggest, um, what's it called? For for fans, he's been the person that has been criticised the most, and that's because he hasn't elevated his game in the playoffs. So you're going to another playoff situation where Kemba might not elevate his game, da di da di da And then you have two wings, the two-wing problem. Basically, the problem that the Clippers have in how do you your pieces fit around your two wings, around your two main guys. And the fact that the Clippers are closer, yet they still are far away, like we all accept that the Clippers still aren't complete, shows you that the Celtics have a bigger job on their hands when the Clippers have a much better roster, yet we're still saying the Clippers aren't um, anywhere near where they need to be in terms of trying to win a chip. It just shows you that there's a lot of work to be done with the Celtics roster and Jeremy Grant. How are they getting Jeremy Grant without like giving up like Marcus Smart and Kemba Walker and even okay. then like are, are the Pistons prepared to take Kemba Walker and Marcus Smart for, for Jeremy Grant? I don't know about that. So if I'm the Kemba, I need something nice for Jeremy Grant. That's my style. Yeah. Kemba, no, was, I think Kemba obviously his injuries this like the, to begin the season Marcus Smart is constantly getting, he goes on these runs and then constantly gets like one knick-knack injury. But let's, the issue let's I had... No, Nadim, but let's not get it twisted as well. Let's not put like Jeremy... Jeremy Grant is um, like a season away from being an all-star in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Like, and let's, let's not forget, Jeremy Grant is basically what Siakam wants to be because... <laughs> yeah. When you look at his the, the offensive game that Jeremy Grant has been able to build for himself, you add the fact that he already had the defensive game. And Jeremy Grant, remember, is someone who can take on and guard the best man on the opposing team. So you've got a player like... He's not just a normal... You know, before, when the Nuggets let him go, he was just a defensive piece. Now, bro... Yeah. 20 like, points for like the Celtics and the and OKC should watch the Celtics and, and realize that having picks is not always the best thing. Because remember when we used to rave about the Celtics picks, only yeah. two of those have seen only two or three of those seem to be working out. The rest of them is a bit iffy. So mm -hmm. OKC should and OKC drafted Jeremy Grant, so maybe they didn't know either what they had. So, Do you know what it is though? What I would give to OKC is and fam, you can include Jeremy Grant there. OKC know how to draft well. They draft, they draft, well, they draft really well. well. They draft you know what I'm well. Saying? So Even the, the guy they drafted this year, big man, Pokoskevsky, he went crazy when he um, <laughs> yeah, his debut, but he went crazy, fam. I was like seven feet two, handling the ball, shooting threes. Well, I was like, yeah. right. Look at the other guy. Obviously, Shea wasn't them, but they got Shea. Shea's a nice piece to build. He's, he's a great piece to build around. They have Darius Baisley's a good player. They got some nice young pieces. I, I think they traded Diallo the other day yep. for someone else. Now they got... Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Was it Svi? Svi, I think. Svi Mikali. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, see, I have yeah. some nice pieces to build around. I'm just saying, be careful with those picks. If OKC could take those picks and package it and get like a Bro, couple of good guys, I think they should back, do it. It goes back to my main point, windows. 
when the Thanks. window of opportunity is available, they need to go all in. Like they well, you gotta to get the right guy though, because course, Danny Danny thought that he was attacking the window by getting Kyrie, not knowing that bro, Kyrie's you can't trust him to be your number one guy. I'm not talking about from a, like a performance perspective in with Kyrie in terms of like a, a leadership perspective. Do you know what I mean? Well, let's, look at, let's, let's look at it like this though. Okay. See, I remember the Celtics, the Celtics around the league kind of have a bad reputation in it in terms of how they've treated their stars in the past. Of course, Isaiah mm-hmm. Thomas comes to mind. AD said, AD's dad said he would never let his son sign for the Celtics, for example. Like that just go that that's bad credit in your pocket, especially when Danny Ainge is still there. But then you look at the OKC and how they've handled their situation. They let Russell Westbrook go when he said he believes that the team can't do anything anymore and they Same allowed their stuff to go. Same with Paul George, letting them do what he needed to do. So they've built up weight in it. So it's about getting the right guys to suit around Shea. And if I ask a question then to you, man, is who do you think the best star to go with Shea is? Um, that's that's what makes Shea such a special player, you know. The fact that he doesn't have to be like a certain, he doesn't have to fit a certain role. Like he can be your point guard, he can be your two guard. He's even been a part of three guard lineups. I mean, with Trudeau and Chris Paul. So that's what I like a lot about Shea. But in terms of the perfect guy to fit alongside him, I'd say a good guard, like a scoring guard, scoring guard, yeah, scoring guard alongside him. Um. Depends who you can get, obviously, but there's a loads of scoring guys. If you can get a Bradley Bill, if you can get yourself a Zach Levine, get yourself someone that can just get buckets. Even a guy like Tyler Hero, do you know what I mean? A guy like that would be nice. But um, yeah, just just someone that can score the ball because Shea, Shea's versatile like that. I think if you're looking at this modern NBA, you want as many like long and lengthy guys as possible. So maybe you look for a big, you know, in a ways. Like if you can get someone. Who are the bigs around the NBA that would be available? And you know, I think a young yeah, big, well. a young big as well would be would be a great fit. Someone, someone likes Sabonis, who was on the roster. Yeah. In yeah. So, so they drafted Sabonis. They drafted. Okay, see, really do draft well, but they yeah. they could have. If Sabonis was still there, that would be a great fit. But as yeah. you said, someone like Zach Levine, um, Zach Levine, Bradley Bill, uh, who else? No, one of these. So no. There's a Shea's the type of player where you don't need a specific fit around him because he can do multiple things. He's a scorer, but he, he's also a great passer and he's a combo guard as well. And he's so, a good defender as well. He's a great defender as well. So yeah, you, you can put him you can put multiple guys around him, but I would like a big guy because Shea can you know someone to work on the insides and the only the guy I can think of is a bonus or I don't bonus be nice. Yeah. It's it's tough to find big guys that have high upside. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to yeah. think. Not like a because you're not gonna get like a wise man. Maybe cat if you can make a yeah, trade for cat. That's the that's the person. The thing, is, yeah, yeah. the thing is, a lot of people cat. forgotten about cat as well, especially with the situation. Like yeah. everything. Yeah, the big around. game last week. Yeah. Nah, he needs to grace us with yeah, presence. Like, he, he needs to be in 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 a lot of talks with cat teams because I don't cat. see him being at the Timberwolves for a long time. Yeah. Can Shea is a nice duo, duo. to go forward. Shea reminds me of, and the reason why maybe Bradley Bill might might work. Shea reminds me a lot of Chris Paul. You know, I think he has the ability to 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 become that. 
Yeah, no, and you can see it in it. I think he has the ability to sh- to to rise into that leadership position, be that kind of guy in the future. Where as soon as Shea lands on your team, your team improves, kind of thing, because he's able to rally the troops together. He's got that IQ there, and fam, what did he come into the league with? His playmaking, and I think that's one of the most like niche. Con- when you have playmaking in your pocket, you guaranteed yourself a spot in the league for a long time. But yeah. as well, look, one of the things I love about Shea. Is when he gets into the paint, he never picks up his dribble, and he's so yeah. crafty. He's bro, so I, crafty. Think, I think he's got the most paint touches in the league, bro. So basically, no one can stop him from getting his, into the paint. His footwork in the paint. I always used to say that Demar Derozan's footwork was as good as anybody in the NBA. Shea is right there with Demar. His footwork is elite. Yeah, no, he he he's hard to stop. He's hard to stay in front of. That's why I think getting another guard that can play alongside him, if once he collapses the defense, that guy has an open lane to do what he wants. Maybe, to do. maybe in a few years' time, when you know LeBron has decided to move on from the Lakers to go play where LeBron is, AD and Shane's a nice combo to have. Is all I'm saying. What Shane to the Lakers? Why not? Shane when he's in his full prime, and AD when he's in his, they'll be in their primes together technically. So that's a nice yeah. combo to have. Yeah, that'd be wild. But let's move on to the second uh, segment of the show. A little yeah. bit of like a preview for the second half of the season. Um, players that we got to watch out for, teams that we got to watch out for, and uh, and obviously storylines um, in the second half of the season. To set pace, man, I think there's only one place we can start, and that was what we saw last night. Damien Dalla Lillard put on a show. He dropped 50 last night. Against the Pelicans, came back. They were down seventeen. Came back, hit the game-winning free throws to win the game. Came out and had a very inspiring interview post-match. Check uh, Daniel's Twitter to find that. But um, yeah, man, bro, for me, you got to put Dame Miller entered the MVP conversation last night. Top three. Um, you can say that he, you know he um, was in it all along, but for me, last night solidified it. You know, Joe Embiid was was looking like he was leading the way. He's hurt now. And Damian Lillard, this season, has been carrying the, the Portland Trailblazers. Averaging 37 a game the last five With games. With injuries to Nakic and CJ McCollum as well. Bro, his team's been battered and bruised and he's still keeping them afloat. I think they're sitting in the sixth seed right now. Um, Dame being the same old Dame. As I said, 37 a game over the last five. And uh, yeah, listen, I think... He's got to be in the MVP conversation, bro, just because of the the, the steadiness that which he provides. Arguably the most valuable player in the league, like right now, to his team. Nadim, how, how do you see it, bro, in terms of um is Nadim in that MVP conversation? And where yeah. would you rank him? Where would you rank him? I might be uh ooh, Dame in the he's top three for me right now because Dame, I said this a couple of weeks ago. He's the definition of an MVP because and every single year, the Portland Trailblazers put together a nice roster and we think they can make some noise in the West. And then some people get injured, but Dame never gets injured. And he's there carrying that team every single night, dropping 50-point games after 50-point games. And I remember I said this. I said, that All-Star, that All-Star starts a thing. He's going to come back and he's going to come back from the All-Star game and he's yeah, going to, to put on the show and he's doing it. But for me... What we were talking about, the other, we were talking earlier today about teams to watch the second half. I'm looking at the Blazers, especially CJ came back yesterday. Nurkic is apparently a few weeks away. Zach Collins is expected back, you know, soon. 
the Portland Trailblazers, I think they're six in the in the in the West right now, won twenty three games. I look for them to enter that top four, top three conversation because with Dame as your leader, they they can they can do a lot. And I'm I'm I think everybody in the NBA, no matter who you root for, I think people have Steph, some people are Steph Curry fans, some people are KD fans, some people are LeBron fans. I think everybody has a unanimous love for Dame because the guy yeah. every single night. You just know we're getting from Dame, and he's going to leave every. He's going to leave everything out there on the court. Just one of the, the best guys in the NBA. So we're always rooting for him. But yeah, I think they can. I think can make some noise. I definitely think he's a top three MVP candidate. Mm. Gerard esque Dame, man. Gerard esque. <laughs> but Daniel, go on your thoughts on Dame. Nah, bro. You already know, man. Dame's one of my favorite players in the NBA. Um, he's always been a quality player. He's someone who puts his money where his mouth is. Um, talks confidently i love his like his ego is one of them positive egos like like you know there's man them who have egos and you just don't like them like his like he doesn't rub rub me up the wrong way and that um and he, it's just his aura man he's he's actually you know when they say you're a cool dude fam like he's a cool guy like do you know what i'm saying just the way he carries himself and that like so I think he does he, like he deserves the flowers he's getting right now because a lot of disrespect sometimes gets put on his name. I do think, um, look, let's like, I, I see people get carried away. Let's not get carried away. Steph's still the best point guard in the game. Like, he's still, he's still the best point guard. But look, Dame Lillard, is, is, there's no shame in being the second best point guard in the NBA. Do you know what I'm saying? And I do honestly believe he's the second best. Um, and yeah, man, look, he's in the MVP conversation. He's doing his thing. And the Trailblazers will always be a team that will be there and thereabouts. They're never going to win the chip, but they're just an awkward matchup where if Dame just decides to go off or you don't decide to perform, you'll find yourself going home very early in the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, give them a lot of credit. But for me, in terms of um, the, 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 the team I'm looking out for, I'm actually looking out f- to see the Hawks. Um, I think they've they the last couple of wins they they found themselves back in the playoff like position because I know one six straight, yeah, yeah, exactly. So they they found themselves back in the groove, playing well. Trey Young's obviously improving game in game out. Um, I think what what's good now is that they're trimming the squad. Wait, why are you laughing today? <laughs> no, sorry, I just did something stupid. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> They're, they're trying to trim the roster now with John Collins obviously being being put on the trade block, whether that be officially or unofficially. Um, I always thought that they there's there's having squad depth, but then there's having too many quality players. Do you know what I'm saying? Especially similar caliber type players where they're good pieces, but and they need to be playing. Do you know what I'm saying? So when you got Gallinari, when you got um, Onyeku, you got Clint Capella. Reddish like, Hunter, Reddish Hunter. Like you Hunter. need to trim that down. Like you have to trim that down. So yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Hawks can do. Because fam, for me, it was always playoff or bust for the Hawks. Like if the Hawks didn't make the playoffs, GM has to get sacked straight because that's inexcusable with the with the roster that they have, the talented roster that they have. The- and then you got you got playoff Rondo who's gonna come into the side in the in the playoffs and show up. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, Lloyd Pierce already paid for his job, so next person we're looking at is the GM. Yeah, and uh, I think we brought up um, the episode that we did with Adam Daniel. Um, I mentioned his name, Travis Schlank. He is on the hot seat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they had a lot of free agent additions. Oh, they tried to build out their team. 
that Luca that Luca Trey trade is still on his resume. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And as good as, as good as Trey is, that's still a trade you look back at and regret. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, he's on. If you look at if you look at sorry, okay, Daniel, Darren, go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 go ahead, bro. No, I was gonna look. I was looking at John Collins the other day and the best places for him because clearly he's not going to stay in Atlanta. You heard all about this. Heard all about a rift within him and Trey Young. I don't know if that's true or anything like that, but where would be the best place for John Collins? Because I look at teams who might need a rental, teams like the Blazers, the you know, the the Warriors maybe, teams that teams that, you know, might just need a rental guy just for this season. Does he not I make don't. the heat maybe? Does he not make sense? I think I don't I don't I wouldn't want him to end up if we're talking about this season rental, I don't know. But I think long term I would I like the sound of him with the maths because he would suit Luca very nicely. Yeah, I mean he he's a forty percent three point shooter, so he can Luca can kick the ball out to him and he can knock down shots. And he's one of the best lob catchers in the league. Do you know what I mean? So Luca can run pick and roll with him as well. I feel like that duo could be very nice, but you know, um they're obviously uncertain about what they're doing with Paul Zingas. So it's like, what are they willing to give up? Like you know, think, you're obviously not gonna do Paul Zingas for John Collins, but I think he'd fit nice with them. I think we were talking about it before, man. I like him, I like him on OKC with Shay. I think Ooh, Shay and yes. John Collins they got their experience, you know. True, true. They don't mind length. Okay, see what was <laughs> For real. I'll tell you what, Darius Baisley at the three. <laughs> yeah. Okay, see, do it. I think I think you could you could be cheeky and play John Collins at the three. Ooh, like man. fam, he's he's a he's a good he's a good enough shooter. He's improved as a defender as well. Um and look, fam, he's one of the best at finishing at the rim as well. So like you've got a, a very to be fair, look, whoever gets John Collins. It's a good commodity to have, like, do you know what I'm saying? It's not like you're getting a a, a piece that's that doesn't fit into your team and whatnot. Like, I, he's a good piece to have in it. And For sure. but moving into the to the um, more specifically to the Hawks in it in the second half of the season, I, I think they've got a lot to prove, man. Um, Trey Young, mm. he's still got to prove that he can lead a winning team. Do you know what I mean? They put the pieces around him now, so it's on his um, on him to to produce. Yeah, I mean, you're the leader of that team. So when we're talking about wins and losses, it's on your back. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got they've got a tough road trip coming up. Uh, they're facing the Lakers, Clippers. I think they're going to Denver. Uh, they've got a very tough road trip coming up. So that's going to be a big, you know, test for them. But for me, this team has to make the playoffs. And they, they should be up there with the Charlotte Hornets and the New York Knicks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, those teams have taken steps forward. There's no reason why the Hawks shouldn't do the same. Obviously, yeah. hopefully, yeah. Um, DeAndre Hunter gets healthy and uh, they get everyone healthy, but um, the expectations are still there, man. they got to at least make the playoffs, the Hawks. The Hawks, to me, reminded me of last year's Clippers. Just too many too many good players. Like sometimes you can't you can't have too much of, of one thing. And, you know, you have Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter who basically play the same position and are trying to make the name for themselves. Yep, and you bring in Daniel Lugarina, Kalinari, and he drafts someone Kevin else. Kevin Herter, bro. Kevin Herter as well, who, who would like to think that he's one of the top shooters in the NBA if given an opportunity. Who yeah. else? Uh, uh, Bogdanovich. Like, there was just yep. so many players in, in one position. So I think, as, as Daniel said, they're going to have to trim that squad at some point and have like a core 10 guys 
that you and who complement each other very well. Sometimes spending money and bringing all these nice pieces is good on paper, but it doesn't actually work on the court. So, but as a, as you said, the, this this season, I did not expect the Hornets or the, the Knicks to be better than them, and that's on whatever's going on in that franchise. Trey Young, a large part of I think why they spent money was because Trey Young was putting up all these numbers, and they felt bad because he wasn't getting help. So they tried to go get Gallinari, get Rondo, get Bogdanovich, but maybe they're not ready yet to take that next step. Maybe Trey Young isn't ready yet to take that team, lead I, that team. He's in the I think what you're, and that's the, the biggest point. Like, I think the thing about proving he can be a, a leader is, is a bit premature for me yeah. personally, in it? Because so John Morant came in and he was leading no, his team. Yeah, was, yeah, like, yeah, everyone, yeah. Every, no, exactly, but you know, by the end of the day, that is eventually you're going to have to do that. And I hear what you're saying, but for me, look, I, 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 I'm just not going to go down that line of thinking oh yeah that's that's his draft class that's what he should be he, sh- he should be looking at and saying it's the same thing no man everyone's path is different um everyone's situation is different everyone's mentality is different John Morant is a dog he, ca- he came in with that I'm the best attitude from the get-go and he's arrogant and he's playing and it's good and it works for him like not everyone's like that and for me what 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 will help Trey Young's development is first year was a bad year in terms of their 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 record, but then this year they get into the playoffs. That's progress. That's massive progress. Do you know what I'm saying? So like for him to get to the playoffs, that is perfect for him to get experience in the playoffs as early as possible. Then you can work on your leadership, your mentality, your the way you you, you rally troops because Trey Young will never be a good defender. Do you know what I'm saying? So he won't be able to impact the floor in that regard. But what he can do in terms of the way Steph Curry plays and the way Steph Curry thinks, and he can have that same Steph path in how he develops into being a main man. Like, I think there's always going to be questions about um, Trey Young, whether he's the main man. And I think in the future, going forward, if the Hawks want to win, they're obviously going to have to make moves that that, that complement um, Trey, where he might not necessarily be seen as the main man. I'm a big fan of Reddish and Hunter as a duo, because I think, they're the type of guys you like in the NBA these days. They're long, mm. athletic wings who can shoot the basketball and can score in multiple ways as well. So I also think it's harsh on them because they're in the second year and they're, they're having to figure... That second year is usually when you're trying to establish yourself as a player. And these guys are now having to sacrifice because Gallinari needs his touches there. Competing for the same spot. They're all, yeah, they're competing for the same spot. So I think it's harsh on them. I would like to have seen them grow into that position as well. But... Also, remember this. You said Jamaran. Jamaran came in. He had a great coaching staff. That's for one. He also had Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson. Trae Young didn't have that in his first season. Bro, John Collins is a twenty-point scorer. John Collins I mean, is a twenty-point scorer now. He wasn't that then. He was a he was a guy that you threw loves to and he, he caught dunks basically. No, but he, he shot forty percent from three last season as well, and he averaged like eighteen, nineteen a game. No, but Darren, what did you want from them in his first two seasons? You wanted no, to make no. Him I'm not. I'm not talking. Of, I'm not saying that Trey should have been like winning from the moment that he touched down. But I'm saying he needs to prove that he can lead a team to wins. I'm not even telling him the path that he can take to do it. This is why it's so hard. Oh, at, the, at the end of the day, that is the job of a of an elite player. Do you know what I mean? You could Daniel, you compared Zach Levine to Devin Booker, but what, what has Devin Booker shown this season? Yeah, but you've always you've also said that it was Chris Paul that made that, yeah. that made it everything translate to wins. 
that doesn't mean that Dev- Devin Booker didn't do anything. I think De- no, Chris Paul the main course. reason why this team is winning games. Sometimes. But Devin Booker, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, but, uh, the Suns are what two, three sometimes, seeds. Sometimes your situation, your situation matters. Like you can't judge. Bro, a player. And, 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 and you're you're pointing out the obvious. Though. Everyone knows that your situation matters, and I, I'm not going to disagree with that. But I still think. It gets to a point where we can't make excuses for these guys because they're not winning. And Trey Young has what, got to that point. He's in his I, I never said that he got to that point, but I'm saying he has to prove that he can lead his team to wins, and he hasn't done that yet. Uh, this is the thing You're, that people... Yeah, he hasn't uh, done that, though. He hasn't done that. This is the youngest. This is the youngest of his 25 years of MVPs. He has to win championships bro, now. Oh, from, bro. I'm asking no, you to win full games. I'm not asking you to, to, no, it's, it's to the, do a match. Bro, no, that's a different, different, different. Um, it's the same debate, but just in a in a in a, a different, different league, bro. Yeah, in a different, different league, debate, because league. what the the goal is different. I'm saying to oh, Trey Young, no, my, my point for Trey Young. Wait, let me make the point in it. It's not about proving that you can beat the leader on an elite team. I'm just saying, prove that you can be the reason why your team's winning. Not be the reason, but be a leader in your team winning games. Do you know what I mean? Maybe he needs to be a like, I don't know, like a not a Robin, but maybe he needs someone like a Chris Paul to come in and help the way that um Devin Booker got a Chris Paul. But I still think eventually, in the next year or two, Trey Young has to prove that he can lead his team to wins. Yeah, his GM will get sacked if he can't do so. That's his GM's problem. That's not Trey Young's problem. The, the, the issue I have is that we we expect these guys at 21 years of age, who were basically that age, to be these star performers already and these guys are still trying to learn not just the way on the court no, but the way in people life. already say Trey Young's a star though don't, don't, don't they say that anyway he's got star he's got star quality as a player but to so be Trae Young's not a star no it's of course he's a star as a player I'm just saying we expect these we expect so much from these guys at 21 22 years of age it's oh not we've already crowned him we've already crowned him we, we can't we can't judge someone because we ask them to do something and maybe they're not ready yet for that like Trey Young, like oh, why are we calling him a star early then? Don't maybe we shouldn't be calling him a star. Call, he didn't call him. That's our problem. We don't. He didn't call himself. Yeah, that's why I said maybe we shouldn't call him a star then. Yeah, that, that's no, but you're, no, 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 no. That's besides the point because you're talking as if, like, it, it, you're saying he needs to prove that he he can lead his team to wins, bro. His team, his, his team right now are in the playoffs for one. So he is there obviously he's they're he's obviously, taking obviously, to do obviously that. they're winning games. Exactly. But my our point, our general point is, and the main thing about the Devin Booker thing was he couldn't even get his team into the playoffs, like you were saying. So the main point is that yeah, cool. Um Trey Young needs to prove, and I put I say prove in quotation marks because I, I just think that he's still young, he's still got a lot of time to grow and he's allowed to grow in this league, bro. Like not everyone can do it at the same level as what is considered to be the the normal level of progress. So first year, maybe you can miss the playoffs as the star, but then by ne- the second year, you have to make the playoffs. Like That's not the same trajectory for everyone. And at the end of yeah, the day, sure. if Trey Young makes the playoffs this year, I mean, if he doesn't make the playoffs this year, of course it will be seen as a disappointment, but it's it, there's no indictment. It's just yeah. Trey Young didn't make the playoffs. Like it's, There's nothing to it. If this is his fifth year, and he's about to get his 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 contract. He's he's coming out of his rookie contract. He's about to get his big contract and sign a max with the Hawks. And they've still not made the playoffs yet. By all means, then cool. That's then like. But Trey that's, Young. That's, 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 why that's what I'm saying to you, though, in that 
I'm not saying that he has to like, do you know what I mean? Immediately. If you added a year or two to win. your statement. I, I, no, but I, you're, you're, you're focusing on the timeline. I'm not saying that he has to prove it right now. Uh, a couple minutes ago, I said eventually he's going to have to do it. Do you know yeah, what I'm no, saying? That's what I'm, saying. I'm saying, yeah, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. So it was just miscommunication in terms of because you didn't say eventually or, or at, at first, at first, at first. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. At first, at first. Yeah, that's right. always the harsh argument because when you look at Bradley Bill, remember Bradley Bill, we all appreciate what he is now. Remember when he got his second contract, everybody said, why would you do that? He's overpaid, all that stuff. He was developing into this guy and it took him about, it took him about seven years to get to this point where we recognize Bradley Bull as a, an, an all-star starter. Look at Doncic last season, before this season, it said MVP campaign, MVP campaign. And because he's playing well, but he's not being the MVP, they go, well, why isn't he? Well, he didn't crown himself. No, but that, and that's what I'm saying. That no, but not to, anyone, no one can like, like, keep the same but, energy with a guy no, like Bradley Bull. The goals for Luca are different, bro. Like, the fact that Luca is not like in the MVP conversation, that's not like wow, Luca. When was, like, you haven't made when, when was the last time the Wizards made the playoffs? Uh, a couple years ago, in it when John Wall was healthy. Yeah, and like since then, for about three years now, three to four years, they haven't been able to make the playoffs. And in those three to four years, Bradley Bill has developed into one of the best scorers in the league. And if you're one of the best, if you're not, if you're one of the best, especially this season where he's the top scorer in the league. Like and you still can't get your team into the playoffs, then questions have to be asked of you. Of course, yes. Of like his his, his when you're when you're um when your like your other teammates are not performing, like there's only so much you can do. Like it's not a it's not an individual sport. It's a team sport. But again, when 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 the history books are written, it's gonna say Bradley Bill ended as the top scorer in the NBA, but he couldn't get his team to the playoffs. Do you know what that's I'm the exact point that I'm making to you. Like Trey Young would be doing himself a disservice. But and and he's in far from that. I'm not saying right now win it, but bro, they drafted Cam Reddish. They drafted DeAndre Hunter. They had John Collins. They drafted Onyeka Kongwu. They they picked up Galinari and Bogdanovich in free agency. Like this year, it, obviously they are in the sixth seed, so he's doing a good job. Do you know what I mean? Leading them to the playoffs, doing what he's meant to do. But I still think like you gotta you gotta that for me that's what separates the 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 great and the elite. Like you got to lead your team to wins. And Damian Lillard is the epitome of that. Do you know what I mean? Damian, it don't care who's, it don't matter who's around Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard will win you games. Do you know what I mean? And and you got to prove that to be in an elite conversation for me. Yeah, but no one, to be, for, yeah, and that's fair enough, but I don't think anyone has put Trey Young in the elite conversation yeah, yeah anyway. For he has elite talent. He has elite talent for sure, but he's not in the conversation. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone will come out and say that. And on top of that, like where he's at right now in his development is expected. I think yeah. he's on track. Yeah. I think he's fine. Like in he fact, was. Close, he was close to making no, a start. He's ahead of schedule. If you look at like where other point guards have been, you know, at his age. Yeah, the num- yeah. the numbers are ahead of schedule for sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. But let's move on to a couple other teams before we wrap it up. Um, the Pelicans, I want to spend a little bit of time on that. <laughs> they have been wildly disappointing. Um, last night they had a they played well but gave up a big lead, as we said earlier, against Dame and the Blazers. Up 17 late, ended up losing the game. But um, yeah, man, like what 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 are you men expecting to see from the Pelicans in the second half of the season, man? And do they get rid of, do they need to make a trade? Do they need to fire their coach? Do you know what I mean? Like, what's, what's, how do you man see the Pelicans, Nadim? 
then they put their coach on a five-year contract. He's here to stay. So you best figure a way. Look, I, I like the roster. When every the last two years, whenever the Pelicans have put together a roster, we've gone, oh, that's a playoff roster. Because they have playoff talent. Brandon Ingram is an all-star. Zion is Zion. Lonzo Ball is playing at a much better level now. JJ Redick is is a great veteran in this league. Bledsoe, Stephen Adams, these are all good players in the NBA. Yep. So why they're not where they are is an is is a big question. Defensively, they've been poor. They weren't great last night. You let one man touch you for fifty. Of course, he does it a lot. But come on now, like you're hitting him on threes, all that stuff. Be better. So. I'm expecting them to make a push. They seem to be getting Zion more involved in the offense, which, you know, which is good to see. But I, I can't explain why. I, I, I need someone who watches like the proper actual game tape and studies these these things to come in here and tell me why the Pelicans aren't where in the top eight seeds. You know, it's not even that they're not in the because the Warriors are outside of the the player spot, and the Warriors I think have won twenty games, and the Pelicans have only won seventeen, so they're about three games back. Of just the ninth seed, that's an issue for a team that we expected to be in the playoffs. So I need someone here to come and tell me what is the reason because they have enough talent to be in the playoffs. I, I, I want Darren to answer that question because I, 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 mean, I, I don't know the answer to that question. They, they, nah, they, they, they're full of sort of expectations, fam. Um, I look at the coach though, man. Like the coach hasn't come and done a good enough job. He took too long to commit to putting the ball in Zion's hands. I think we got to have a little discussion on Zion as well in terms of whether our, our stance has changed because, obviously, I said Brandon Ingram would be the best player on that team um, like when, when they were... Not when they were winning, but like, Brandon Ingram is the best player on that team, basically. And since they put the ball in Zion's hands, Zion has been on a tear. Like The guy is averaging 25. And he was the all-star on that team this season, averaging 25 a game, over 60% from the field. Like I, I can't mean, lie, I, I think I have he's to. He's a mismatch. He's a mismatch more I than anything. Up my stance, bro. Like I feel <laughs> like ever since they put the ball in Zion's hands, like he's shown me that he's 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 different. Do you know what I mean? Like like when he gets the ball on the elbow on the free throw line, he's basically un- unstoppable to 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 guard. Do you know what I mean? Like team can't guard him. No player can basically stop him from getting to the basket. So I can't lie. Like I might have to eat crow when it comes to Zion, man. Like so, he's looking so, at the guy, but they so still need to get wins. So what do we do? So what do the Pelicans do now? Because that I, well, I'm hearing people say trade Brandon Ingram. Oh please, <laughs> what? I'm hearing that, bro. Actually, no. But the problem with the the Pelicans, and I said it. Look at the beginning of the season when we were talking about it. I didn't have the same high hopes a lot of people had for the Pelicans. And the reason why I didn't is just because it was a a large crop of players with talent that didn't really fit. The fit wasn't there. Then you add Steven Adams to the mix. And again, just the fit wasn't there. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, when when you look now at, for example, Derek Favors on the Jazz, Someone who's who's great at organizing like defensive units. He was a Pelican his, last uh, year. No, that's not. That's the, that's the point. He's at the Jazz, isn't it? Right. Jazz. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that's the point I'm making in terms of like those are the kind of pieces you wanted with this, this kind of young talent, this young core that you have. Because a large part of the reason why they're not that good is because their defense sucks. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean. It, 
The problem with the Pelicans is you need to identify who the core is or who the core are and then work from there. You need to trim the squad around. You need to make... I, I, I think it's, it's, it's Brandon Ingram and Zion. Yeah, you build a team around Zion and Brandon Ingram and then you start again. So everyone from... Um, what's it called? I think you've got to keep Lonzo though, man. Lonzo this season... Three. And he's a perfect fit alongside. I don't think you have to. I think, I don't I don't think, you, have think to. you have to. I think he's a perfect trade piece with the way he's playing this season. I just look. There's nothing wrong with saying Lonzo is a good player that just doesn't suit our team. There's nothing. But wrong he does with that. suit the team, though. That's the point. Yeah. The one who doesn't suit the team is Brandon Ingram because Whoa. Brandon Ingram's touches. Brandon Ingram's touches has reduced. Do you know what I mean but, Zion is getting the ball more and more? And Zion's production. But for me, that comes down to coaching, though. For me, that comes down to coaching. A better coach gets the best out of Brandon yeah, and, and Zion, and he knows how to, to make it work. Um, when, go on, go on. No, I was saying, when, when former players are coming out and they're, they're telling you that that's a bad hire, that's an issue. When Brian Davis... I think I think it was Brian Davis. Let me not put words in other people's mouths. mouths but I think it was Brian Davis who said that you didn't think that was a good hire because I think he played for Stan. That's an issue. That's all, and look, Stan Van Gundy was a great coach and he's, he's had success in this league, but maybe it wasn't the right hire because they're not any better than they were, than we, than they were last season. Yeah. No, I think the Stan Van Gundy move was to, because they recognised they had a lot of young talent that they wanted to embed into the team and then coupled with the experience that they have on the team as well. Um, they wanted to find a way or find a coach who they believed had the experience in managing this kind of talent. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the Stan Van Gundy pick per se. My problem is that now that he is in charge, what we've seen so far hasn't been good enough in terms of getting the best out of all these guys. Do you know what I'm saying? And that is the problem that I have with the Pelicans. I, th I think it took him too long to commit to putting a ball in Zion's hand, man. Like, you see the amount of success you had by doing that. Also, Lonzo Bull, Lonzo Bull's been bulling out the the past like, couple of months. Like you had to yeah. get this kind of production earlier from these guys, and well, Lonzo isn't bulling out to a point where you go, "I need to keep him," because you're not like yeah, it's not like you're in the playoffs and you're fighting for play. You're because they're, they're they're about four or five games outside the playoffs now. So if you can get if you can package Lonzo Ball and you can get, we keep mentioning his name, Zach Levine. Why would you need to do that? He makes your team better because Zach Levine is a better player than Lonzo. No, 100%. But I don't see the Bulls saying, oh, we're going to build around Lonzo Ball. No, yeah, fair. But I'm just using that as an example. If you can get a better player than Lonzo Ball for a team that's outside the playoffs, I don't see why you don't do it. Mm. I think, yeah. I do think it would be an awkward fit, though. Like, three ball handlers like Zion, Brandon Ingram, and then another see, ball handler. I don't like that. Zion, Zion doesn't have to be a ball, ball handler. I don't think, Zion is the type of player I don't think you have to call a lot of plays for. Like, we, I still think he'll be such a mismatch that he can get 20 on any given night anyway. But the thing is, we, we see the best version of him recently, and that's because he's had the ball in his hands. Do you know what I mean? He's playmaking now. He's getting buckets by himself. Like, do you then take the ball out of his hands now because you're bringing in another guy? Do you know what I'm saying? He might still give you 20, but he's he's not going to be the same Zion Zion that you want him to be. Well, Brandon Ingram yeah. isn't the same Brandon Ingram now because of that. So... But, but, that's, but that's why I said that. That's why I said I, I feel like I got to eat crow because with the way Zion's balling out now, I think it's better than what it was when Zion, when Brandon Ingram was dominating the ball. Do you know what I mean? Because Zion was giving you numbers, but not um, the numbers that he's giving you now. And Brandon Ingram's still giving you twenty-three around twenty-three a game. 
which is very similar to what he was last year. Zion's upped his production, so it's a sticky one between that team, man. But last last question that we'll ask: just a player that you're looking forward, to, or you think will take steps forward in the second half of the season, man. Think, um, oh, oh, go um, ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, just very quickly, I'd say um, Jimmy Butler, isn't it? Um, the reason why I say that is because I gave him a lot of slack beginning parts of it. Obviously, he was injured. Um, the Heat weren't doing that well, but he's obviously come back. They've improved. Um, and he's looking good. Like, the, the, the thing about Jimmy Butler is, and the reason why the criticism was so heavy, is because at the beginning of the season, we were saying he's a top 10 player. And to be a top 10 player and to remain a top 10 player, like, we have to see top 10 quality. Do you know what I'm saying? And I, I don't think we were getting enough of that. And that, that, that again, it comes down to um, the Heat's um, NBA Finals performance. Like, I didn't want a situation again like here and um, Duncan Robinson where we're saying we had to put NBA Finals tax on Butler. Like, the only reason why we saw that performance is because he knew what the stakes were, so he elevated his game. But on a normal basis, night-to-night basis, he's not able to do that. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to see seeing him like make steps forward with his team. Um, you see the Heat now; they're the fourth seed. So, like, we, we want to see them. We want to see what we, they can do in the playoffs and what noise they can make. And the only noise that they can make is the noise that Jimmy Butler makes. If Jimmy Butler ain't on form, the Heat ain't doing this. So that's why I'm I'm looking forward to see Jimmy Butler and what he's able to do going into the second half of the season. I think. I think LeBron is going to is going to be on a different level. So I can't wait to watch. Uh, Paul George, I need to see more as well. I think he'll step up. I think he's been playing great all season, but I think he's going to take his game to another level. Um, what's his name? Drew Holiday. He's finally healthy again. You know, hopefully Drew Holiday can you can see the Pelicans Drew Holiday that we haven't quite seen. But the main guy I'm watching is Jamal Murray. We know Jamal Murray turns up for the playoffs. He's getting close to playoff time. I think they're the sixth seed, sixth seed now. No, fifth seed, fifth seed. Yeah. The fifth seed now, so they're moving up. Jamal Murray, we all know what he—he's finally injury-free. It seems I'm expecting him to to take his game to another level. Yeah, that's the guy who I demand, Jamal Murray. Expecting him to step up, man. Jokic is having an MVP type season, so it's down to Jamal Murray to pick it up the second half of the season and you know support him going into the playoffs, man. Because if that duo gets back to their best, we know what they're capable of, man. Yeah. Now um, I'm looking forward to seeing Mikel Bridges, man. Like, I'm I've been a huge fan of his ever since he came into the league. Uh, he's taken steps forward this season with um, the Suns, yeah. obviously alongside uh, Chris Paul. And I think you know going into the playoffs, he's going to be a piece that they know how important he is. So they're going to make him a priority. I mean, to let him get some touches, um, put him on some of the best players so he can shut them down. I just think they'll treat him. Another guy I can't wait to see um, because his, his teammate is getting all the love now with Lamelo. I'm looking forward to seeing Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward, is on a, because Lamelo is loud and Rosier, they're all making like flash plays. Gordon Hayward is doing his, doing his thing this season. Yeah. Looking forward well, to watching him play Could have been an all-star this season. Bro. Yeah, he could have been an all-star, yeah. No, for real, man. But, um, yeah, we'll leave it there, man. Dove into a lot. Teams, players, storylines all around the league. Um, Yeah, man. It's been a great episode. This one for the week, as Daniel said, hopefully drop a new one again on Sunday. If not, expect us again next week, Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever. But, um, yeah, man. So, us from Eyes on the Ball, the gang. 
We out. Thank <laughs> you.